You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. The Knicks finally set to get their playoff series underway against the Hawks. Our coverage at 630 and we're lucky enough to be joined right now by Stefan Bondi. Covers the Knicks for the New York Daily News and he's uh, nice enough to give us a couple of minutes today. Stefan, thanks for popping on with us. Hey, thanks for having me. Do you think the fact that there's going to be the 15,000 fans and it's been so long, I know that the fans that have been allowed in the building have made a lot of noise. Nick fans are always jacked up and, and certainly with the success. But do you think that the, 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 the noise level, the intensity that we are expect, going to get tonight, do you think that that will catch even the Knicks by a little bit of a surprise considering how long it's been? Yeah, you know what? I, I thought about this and people have been asking me about this. Um, so you're taking a team like the Knicks, where most of them haven't even had never even played a playoff game. Right. Julius Randle's making his playoff debut. R.J. Barrett's making his playoff debut. Um, and now they're going to be thrust in a situation where they're going to have more fans, you know, an extraordinary more amount of fans than they've had all season, um, into a pressurized environment. I have no idea how they're going to respond. Because um, <laughs> you're, you're not in their heads. Um, but it's, it's going to be such a different atmosphere than what they're used to. Couple that with, you know, the pressure of the playoff. That first quarter is going to be really interesting. I, I have no idea how they're going to respond. What, what are your impressions of this series? How do you see this series playing out? Well, I think Thibodeau, you know, I think Thibodeau is a great coach, obviously. He's a preparer. He's, giving his, he's given his players not only one book to prepare two playbooks um, to basically memorize. Um, they're going to have every situation covered. I think they're going to make life very difficult for Trey Young. Um, and I, I, you know, my prediction has been, and it remains um, Nixon seven. You know, I think the Hawks have more talent, um, but the Knicks have shown they have more heart. And, um, you know, I think that, uh, that ultimately Julius Randle will be able to um, dictate, what the what the Knicks do offensively, and if he's getting double teamed, he's shown throughout the season that he's able to make the right pass. And the Knicks have been able to, despite projections and despite what history tells us about their three-point percentage, they've been able to become one of the top five three-point shooting teams in the NBA. Um, and that, that'll go a long way towards winning a series like this. We're talking with Stefan Bondi, covers the Knicks for the New York Daily News. Uh, as we get ready for game one tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think Randall is the is the touch, you know, that's the number one question in this series because, to me, he's the, 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 the guy that everything kind of flows through because if the Hawks double-team him, you know, they're they going to have to worry about the three-point shooting. If they don't double-team him, we saw him during the regular season, he's, he scored 40 in three games, two of those came against the Hawks. So uh, you'd have to expect that he is going to have to, and the Knicks will need him to have a big series. Yeah, and like I said, this is his first postseason, um, and he's been in the league since 2014. So this is something new for him, but, but I think you're right. I think he'll respond well. The big question is whether, you know, whether the Knicks can continue to hit the open three-pointers that they're going to be able to get courtesy of Julius Randle. I mean, R.J. Barrett has been great all season, um, so you expect that to continue. But, the, I mean, listen, when he was drafted out of Duke, the big question was, hey, this guy can't shoot three-pointers. I mean, he was shooting like 30% from the college line. Now he's, now he's up at 40% from the NBA line. So if he's able to continue to do that, and if um, Reggie Bullock continues to shoot the way he's shooting, um, and Derrick Rose is having a career year from the three-point line, Alec Burks has been shooting great. So if they can continue to do that, they're in good shape. How do you think the Knicks go about trying to slow down Trey Young? Well, 
R.J. Barrett said something very interesting today, um, and it kind of made sense after he said it, as I sort of processed it. He said that they want him, they, they want him to score. They want him to shoot. Um, he's a great passer. They, what, what, they want, what they don't want is him getting everybody else involved. So, you know, Bogdan Bogdanovich is a great three-point shooter. If he's open and Trey Young is feeding him, that's probably a better scenario. That's probably a worse scenario for the Knicks than if Trey Young is, is hoisting up shots. Because Trey Young only shoots 34% um, from the three-point line. So their philosophy is, hey, we're gonna, we want Trey Young. We want to close up the driving lanes. Um, we want to close off the passing lanes and let Trey Young just shoot. I think that's an interesting strategy, um, and R.J. Barrett, Barrett hinted at that today. So we'll see how that plays out. It's hard to imagine they gave away their entire game plan right there. <laughs> right. Um, but, but, it, but it's interesting to think about if that's their philosophy. All right. Now, obviously, the, the Knicks fans have been uh, excited and thrilled with all the success. But even while the, you know, winning 16-20, four seed, the, the one question has been about Alfred Payton because even as the Knicks have, have prospered, his struggles have just become deeper and deeper. How do you think uh, Tibbs approaches Alfred Payton, and do you think he starts game one tonight? Yeah, I do think he starts. Thibodeau has um, kept the same lineup all season, he, you know, but you know, barring injury. He's kept the same starters in from, from game one um, until the end of the season. It would be quite a drastic measure to just decide, you know, game one of the playoffs, I'm going to switch it up now. Um, so I, I do think he stays the same. Listen, it's always possible he changes. They've had a week to prepare for the game. So in, on some level you say, well, now's a good time to do it because we had a whole week to practice like that. Um, but, um, you know, P- Alfred Payton at the same time is only playing, you know, toward the end of the season, he was only playing 14 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Um, Derrick Rose was getting the bulk of the minutes at point guard. You know, Alec Burks came in after his, his COVID thing and then um, his injury, he came in and played – the fourth quarter and won a game for them at point guard. So, you know, it's not a big a deal as fans are making it. I understand that the minutes are important, especially in the playoffs. And, you know, if you're going to get outscored by five points every time Elfred Payton, you know, plays 14 minutes, that's a problem. But it's not like he's out there playing 30 minutes a game. So it, yeah. it's less of a, a deal than people are making it. And it would seem uh, just so anti-Tibbs to now, you know, on the verge of the playoffs for game one for something that he's stuck with all season long to all of a sudden being like, you know what, switching it up today. We're going to try something different. It just seems like to go completely against who he is. Yeah, and, and, and pe- people forget, Alfred Payton, I know that he can't shoot very well, and that's been a big pockmark on him. But he was still during the beginning of the year when fans were calling for him to be benched for Emmanuel quickly, he produced these games where he, you know, he's good defensively. He's a big body. Um, I don't know if he can keep up with Trey young, but that's another subject. Um, but he, he was, he had these games where he almost won games for the Knicks. Um, I remember a game against uh, the Utah jazz. He had a big game and he, he put up 20 some points, uh, you know, some nights and he'd show you, Hey, this is why Thibodeau has this kind of faith in him. So the talent is there to produce. I think what's happened lately is it's gotten in his head. Yeah. And if you decide to bench, if you bench him, um, you're making it worse. Yeah. So I agree with you. It just doesn't make, it just doesn't make sense right now. Stefan, thanks for uh, giving us a couple of minutes today and uh, enjoy the game tonight. All right. Thanks a lot. That is Stefan Bondi, covers the Knicks, of course, for the New York Daily News as we get set for game one tonight. And uh, Alfred Payton is going to be obviously a focus, right? I mean, 
as great as the Knicks have played down the stretch and all the, the, the great different storylines, Peyton was the one guy who really regressed as the season went along. And uh, I, I don't think, and I haven't thought that Tibbs is, is going to make a switch, even uh, with as many struggles as Peyton has had. But it, it's just the type of thing that you hope as a Nick fan, it's not going to take it coming back to haunt you before you make that change. Right, like you don't want to have it be a game where you are not only starting Peyton, but you start him in the, at the start of the second half, and you're falling behind, and that that's what ends up costing you because that is the possibility, and and with minutes and with games being, you know, I said earlier the Nets I don't think are going to play really big game every minute for the Knicks. This is such a tight series. This is such a close series. Every minute, every possession is important. So you just hope that it's not going to be the type of thing that 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 burns the Knicks before Tibbs realizes, hey. Uh, that we can't we can't continue to do this because the the problem that Nick fans even the ones that want to see a change there's not an obvious change that you would say well that's what you do right the, it's all kind of bad options if you are going to and I'm not saying that that Peyton has been a good option he's obviously struggled and and it's just gotten worse as the season's gone along especially near the end but you're hoping that maybe a week off clear your head. And he can go out tonight and provide you some uh, important minutes and, and not be the liability that he has been here uh, during that, that stretch of games here, the last 20 games or so. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Obviously, I have not made it clear by now. This is a Knicks show that will be focused on the Knicks throughout. But it's not exclusively a Knicks show. So if you want to touch on the Knicks, obviously the number is there. But we do have to focus on the Yankees, the Mets, the golf is going on. So coming up, I said earlier, there's something that's going on with the Yankees right now that it, I, people have noticed it, but I don't think they have noticed it to the degree that it should be witnessed because what's going on with one particular Yankee who is for, first and foremost when you talk about all the uh, success that they've had so far this year, it, it's, a, it's a level of success we have not seen in a very long time when it comes to the Yankees. So we'll touch on what that is. Coming up. You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN.